Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technology and strategies with leading experts with the goal of maximizing the value of data across your organization. If you haven't done so already, please follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel to stay tuned in. Welcome to this podcast, Getting Results from a Data Fabric Strategy, part of the Let's Talk Data podcast series. I'm Lisa Hopkins with SAP Product Marketing for Data Management Solutions. And today I'm joined by two of my SAP colleagues, Kevin Poskett and Axel Schuler, And we're gonna chat a little bit about the topic of data fabric, what it is, what SAP is providing as a framework to implement it, and what some of our customers are doing to um, and achieving with it. So let's get started with a quick intro of um, yourselves, Kevin and Axel. Yeah, hey Lisa. So my name is Kevin Poskett. I'm part of the cross product management uh, organization at SAP for what we refer to as unified data and analytics. So that that covers HANA Cloud, Data Warehouse Cloud, Data Intelligence Cloud, and SAP Analytics Cloud. Um, prior to that, I was on the product management team and was the solution owner for Data Intelligence Cloud. So I have about three, four years of experience working in uh, data management topic areas and, and specifically looking at things like data fabric, uh, as well as other aspects of data governance and management. Um, Axel, maybe if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Axel Schuller. I'm in solution management, data management, where I cover mostly data intelligence. I also happen to work uh, occasionally with Lisa on marketing topics. I have a long background in data integration, so I spent like 15 years in product management for all kinds of data integration, um, data services, smart data integration, things like that. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Kevin and Axel. It sounds like we've got the right people here today to have this conversation. So uh, to set the stage, I wanted to talk about what is data fabric. And um, one of the things that we usually do is we turn to our uh, analyst groups and see what they have to say. Um, so uh, some of the common definitions of data fabric come from our Forrester and our Gardner groups. Uh, the first one from the Forrester group uh, is from their latest 2022 version of their Forrester Enterprise Data Fabric Wave report. And the way that they define data fabric uh, is this. So they say data fabric delivers a unified, integrated, and intelligent end-to-end -end data platform to support new and emerging use cases. It automates data management functions including ingestion, transformation, orchestration, governance, security, preparation, quality, and curation, enabling insights and analytics to accelerate use cases quickly. So Forrester sees a persistent trend of data fabric initiatives across all industries, so including financial services, retail, healthcare, manufacturing, oil and gas, energy, and so forth. So um, as organizations continue to execute on their digital transformation initiatives, 
they're supporting use cases like customer 360 view, business 360 view, fraud detection, Internet of Things analytics, and real-time insights, to name a few. So that was Forrester's kind of um, viewpoint on it. And so the second one I want to share before we hey, get into... Hey, I want to say something. Sure, you know, sure, yes. And so that it's not getting too boring, you know, like you know, all these definitions. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, forbid, just kidding. Right? <laughs> no, uh, you just mentioned financial services as an example, and um, I happen to have a customer use case that I want to, to talk about later on. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right, yeah. No, we're, we're, we really want to hear what the customers are doing, because that's what, you know, that's what people want to know, right? Um, what are they doing and what are they getting out of this? Um, from a Gartner perspective, um, if we ask, you know, so what what is data data fabric from Gartner's point of view? Um, they're saying that data fabric automates data integration, data preparation, and orchestration, um, or and orchestrates its delivery. So it combines multiple data integration methods into a single platform, things like ETL and bulk uh, movement, messaging, streaming change data capture, API management, and uh, data virtualization. So bringing all of those things together in a single platform. And they go on to say that um, Data Fabric is more than just a high-speed, high-scale data integration tool. It can apply things like machine learning to learn the data, uh, including the static and the active metadata, and then recommend data structures on the fly. So, and Lisa, sorry to yes. cut you off, but I, I seem to remember that we were named as a leader by Forrester in their Enterprise Data Fabric report, and I think it's the 2022 wave, right? Yes, yes. Thank you for asking. So it's true. So um, the latest version, the 2022 version of that Forrester Enterprise Data Fabric wave. Um, SAP is named as a leader. Uh, we also were named in 2020, uh, which was the first time that we appeared as a leader. Uh, it really, you know, kind of was one of those factors that showed that we were on the right track with, you know, helping our customers uh, implement this strategy because that's a big part of what they um, measure. Uh, and in fact, if you look at across Forrester and Gartner, SAP is a leader in all of the data management topics across them and has the number one market share in data management. So it's pretty cool. We're in, a, I think, a pretty good place. So our customers are really doing some amazing things with um, some of these uh, uh, foundational products that we offer. So I want to shift from this analyst view and you know talk about what is sap's take on uh data fabric and then get some input from my colleagues as well um so just real quick um you know much like gartner and forrester sap looks at the data fabric topic as a data management approach it's an approach that enables organizations to integrate and to orchestrate highly distributed data and metadata and processes 
while they're delivering the data quality, the security, and the automation at speed. So that's really what we're trying to achieve with our customers um, with our data fabric approach. So I want to get, uh, Kevin, your input on this. Um, you know, you've been working on this topic and with a lot of our customers and our products. And from your perspective, what's SAP's take on data fabric? And what does SAP offer as a framework for the data fabric approach? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great question. So, uh, I mean, you've been on numerous calls with me with with analysts talking about this. So, so I know you've heard this before. But, you know, the the data fabric topic is is a very broad topic. Um, and as you've heard by the definitions, it can mean a lot of different things depending on the analyst and depending on the customer and what they're trying to accomplish. So, so the SAP perspective um, that we look at from a product management perspective is really how do you make data available, trustworthy, and useful. And everything else is, is really a set of technical capabilities in order to accomplish that goal. So all of the things that, that the analyst lists, uh, you know, in the, in the piece above, it, it really comes down to how do I make it so that the data that's available to me is something that people who need it can find, that they know they can trust it, that they know they can use it, and that it can go where it needs to go, and it needs to be in the right format at the right time. I mean, that that's the simplest way of putting this. It's funny, and, it seems so simple, but it's become <laughs> so complex, right? It's, um, given the it current is. environment. Absolutely, and and it's exactly, you know, I was gonna say that this is probably something that I've been talking about, similar to Axel, you know, almost 15 years. And and what's changed is it's, it's almost like playing whack-a-mole, right? So, you know, if we went back to when I started my career, you had relational database management systems and people were coding SQL script to get it out. And it was like, okay, but how do we do this in a self-service way so that people can get data out of these relational database systems that sit on premise? And, you know, we thought we had solved that problem. We all patted ourselves on the back and SAP has been a leader in, in data integration for uh, 15 years now. So, you know, we, we're pretty good at that. Um, but what's changed is the the data types that are available and obviously the impact of cloud computing. Um, so that's where you do start seeing things like cloud-based um, APIs needing to be added, different mechanisms or patterns of data, like data streams that we see in things like, you know, uh, Kafka or, or other kind of streaming platforms. Uh, now we also have more event-driven architectures really starting to be adopted in the cloud where, you know, you, you can have an application that's aware that a change has happened and it pushes it out. So, so there's all of these different patterns. And, and those different patterns and those different deployments have really changed the approach that we're trying to take, but it still comes down to how do I find the data? How do I know I can trust it? How do I make it usable? So from that perspective, I think SAP is doing a couple things that are unique in what we would call our data fabric. So the first one would be having a searchable, easy to use, intuitive interface across all connected data sources. Uh, including, or I'd say especially SAP data sources, um, where possible being able to automatically scan and tag uh, those different data assets. So you can manually create tags, you can manually create hierarchies, which makes it easy to search, but also bringing some of that, that automation
automation, you know, into play along with our partner, uh, Big ID. Uh, so also from a Big ID perspective, helping manage the governance of that data from a privacy perspective. Is there any personal data out there that we need to label and be aware of and be careful how we're using it? That's a huge topic that that's starting to come up more and more, and I think will probably exist, you know, far into the future. I think this um, this partnership that we have with um, Big ID is pretty exciting, um, and it's bringing some real, real um, serious value to our customers. You know, we, we sort of talked about, like, you talked about machine learning and automation, and there's kind of two two pieces of that. There's how do you apply, whether it's machine learning or or just, you know, uh, scripting and, and programming languages, how do you apply that to data to make it more useful and, and do that in flight? And that's something we absolutely do and we support, whether that's using R or Python or, you know, more engineering focused languages like Node.js or, you know, SAP centric languages like ABBA. And then there is how do I apply, you know, these techniques to the data itself, which is really where our partnership with Big ID shines. Um, but these things also fit together because a lot of the machine learning use cases that we've come across also involve data that, you know, should be anonymized or might be considered uh, privacy protected. So, so it's a really important thread to not just have access to the data, but to know what's in the data, how it's being used and how to make it useful. To that end, we also include or are building out predefined rules about the SAP data itself. Um, glossaries of what key terms that, that you know, from an SAP application standpoint, what do these KPIs mean? So how do we make it so that uh, a data scientist or, you know, a business analyst can search for, I don't know, sales data, right? They just type it in a search. All of these things come back and they can actually say, okay, you know what? These have a quality score that's relatively high. So I know that I can use and trust this, um, but it has a definition. It says cost of goods sold, but in this context, what does that mean? Well, now I have a glossary that says, here's how cost of goods sold is, is calculated. So it's really about bringing that context to the data internally, I think we abuse this term. We call it semantics. Um, but the idea behind that is a data fabric is only as useful as the data itself in terms of an end user's ability to easily understand it. And that means, you know, if you're familiar with SAP data, if I just grab all of the SAP data from like raw S4 or ECC tables and I throw them into, you know, a data lake somewhere. I don't necessarily know what that means. What is an ADOC A table? What's a MARA table? What, what are all of these four letter German acronyms? What do they mean? How do these things aggregate together? Um, how do I browse through all of this and actually understand how to construct a picture of what's going on in the data? This is stuff that we actually not only do automatically within our own technology and our data fabric, but it's also where we take a federation first approach. So when we talk about data virtualization, which is what the, the analysts talk about, our idea is whether it is HANA Cloud, whether it's Data Warehouse Cloud, whether it's Data Intelligence, whether it's SAP Analytics Cloud, we always take the approach of SAP knows SAP data best, and we don't want to move and create unnecessary copies of that data. So virtualization or federation allows us 
to basically interact with SAP systems so that an end user can easily browse the different data hierarchies and combine and model data in a very user, like business user centric way. And they don't have to move the data at all. They don't have to replicate that data into a data lake. They don't have to rebuild all of the database ontologies. It, they can work with it where it sits. And then if necessary, we can move that data, but we actually try to minimize the amount of data duplication and data movement. And then certainly it is often the case that you might need to move data. You might need to combine it. And usually when it comes to uh, putting a, a use case into production, what you're actually doing is combining a bunch of data and applying some kind of logic to that data. Now that could be very simple logic or it could be something like machine learning. But the purpose of our data fabric and, and what we do with Data Intelligence Cloud is to minimize unnecessary movement of data and to make it automated and easy to move data when you have to and apply the necessary logic to that data so that you actually get what you need out of it and then you can point it where it needs to go. And that could be something as simple as a, you know, a, a visualization or BI tool like SAP Analytics Cloud or a third party tool like Power BI or what have you. Or it could be being able to pipe that directly into a custom application that you might develop on SAP's uh, business technology platform or a third party platform. So it's very agnostic in terms of where we're connecting. And really it comes down to, like I said, how do I find the data that I want to use? How do I trust that I should be using this data? And then how do I actually get the 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 value out of that data and put it where it needs to be so it gets into the hands of the users uh, at the point in time where they need to actually make a decision or, or take an action. And, and I can certainly talk for hours uh, in more technical <laughs> details, but this, this is kind of the ethos that we use to guide ourselves in engineering. So to make it a little more real, maybe what I would do is, Axel, I think you're, you're very involved with customers. You're aware of some of the use cases. So maybe you could talk about you know, one or two customer stories um, about how the data fabric solutions from SAP are really coming together and, and meeting these objectives. You know, I, real quick before Axel, before you jump into that, I wanted to um, just to reiterate some of those really key differentiators that um, that Kevin had talked about here, and and I think that they're really important. You know, in in how SAP delivers this, you know, framework for implementing data fabric that is um, that is you know differentiated from from what's out in the market. And I, I think, you know, the points that you made there about um, the semantic context, um, the data virtualization, you know, not moving data any more than it absolutely needs to, and applying that um, logic, being able to use, you know, um, various machine learning or other algorithms um, to apply logic to the data and, you know, basically delivering exactly what uh, customers need um, for their purpose, exactly where it's needed, how it's needed, what format it's needed in, um, and in a format that they can trust. So I, I think it's it's just, um, it's super cool uh, what we're able to do. And yes, I definitely wanna hear from Axel as to what our customers are doing. Yeah, so thank you both of, um, you know, covering all the, the theory and outlining all the different aspects of the data fabric. And I know uh, Kevin really just got started in talking about this and that is really telling. I mean, it's not 
because he cannot get to the what it really matters. It's really because the landscape over the last 20, 25 years changed so dramatically. Like uh, I remember when I started at SAP, most customers had, you know, maybe a few ERP systems, a couple of databases. Um, so it was not really a, a problem to to bring all this data together. It was together because there were only a few systems. So basically everything was on one stack and integrated just because the landscape was not as complex as it is today. So now things have changed dramatically. Not only we have all these different applications and systems, we have also the cloud that is helpful in a sense, but it makes it also more complex. And, you know, to deal with all this complexity, data fabric is actually really helpful. And I want to, to illustrate what it's actually about by talking about a customer use case. In this case, it's about Zalando Payments, which is a subsidiary of the retailer Zalando. And they had this goal to, to determine the credit risks for their merchant automatically by combining internal data and external market data to get a holistic risk assessment. So they had many systems on their own and they also wanted to apply some data that they got from, from the market side and bring it all together and get a, a nice overview of, of their risks. To get this done, they decided to use Data Intelligence Cloud um, that allows them to ingest and integrate the financial data. Well, can be used for other data as well, but in this case, it's about financial data from their diverse systems, um, which could be SAP systems and also the external sources. And once they have this data available, they can use it to create and um, later also apply machine learning algorithms to determine the, the risks that they're facing. Or they're, in this case, they wanted to, to do this on behalf of their merchants so that their merchants are able to see what their individual risk is. So once they did this forecast, then they stored also some of the, of the results in HANA Cloud. Um, where they added also some non-financial risk factors that they had. So they put some data that they had already available also in HANA Cloud and um, mixed and matched it then with the accumulated data from that they acquired from data with data intelligence and um, got a holistic view on the risk. So once they did all of this, then in the end, they used an analytics cloud to give the business users access to the data in a unified and intuitive way. So risk managers or company executives would get like monthly reports where they could see, okay, here we have risks and we have risks and that would allow them to, to act upon. In the future, they may also consider to use data warehouse cloud for the integration for additional data sources. And that's a really, I think that's a really cool use case but you may ask, okay, but where's the data fabric? Well, we mentioned before, like Forrester, it's a unified, integrated, and intelligent end-to-end -end platform. Well, that's it. So data intelligence accesses all these various data sources, puts them together, and then you can apply machine learning to create models or run the models to determine, in this case, the risks 
right? So this would be the intelligent aspect. In, in the end, it would also give you an overview on the analytical side with the help of Analytics Cloud. Excellent so, example, <laughs> Axel. Um, you know, it really is kind of that uh, quintessential data fabric solution uh, and shows what, um, you know, the, the value of using that kind of approach is. And, you know, it, it's, I think, uh, appropriate in this, you know, day and age um, that, you know, more and more organizations are looking to um, better evaluate their risk and um, and help their customers do the same. So I think this is, this is a, an excellent example of what we're talking about. I think that um, we've, you know, we've covered a lot today. I think that this topic is is timely. It's um, it's critical given the current landscape, um, not just of uh, the technology within organizations, but you know, just the the current environment that organizations are operating in, um, <laughs> and and the unrest and the risks that people are are facing, and and being able to get more value out of the data that they have um, so that they can, uh, you know, make better decisions and weather the storms as as they're coming. So any other last um, thoughts that you guys want to share before we wrap up? It's really all about this, you know, you have all these data scattered around, which is sitting there, and if you don't use it, I mean, it's really quite a waste. So you want to take advantage of what you have. Also, the, the problem mostly is, you know, first of all, you need to be able to get access. And once you have access, you know, how how can you deal with it? Right? So um, you need some sort of integration or ideally data virtualization so that you don't have to replicate the data, you use it where it is. And then if possible, you want to use machine learning to, to get most value out of this data and also be able not only to create these models, but in the end to run them right, and apply them to your business problem, where, whether it be uh, financials or something else. So there are a lot of different use cases. So we had actually a working student. He had a really cool use case. He was predicting forest fires. So there's apparently a lot of data from these weather stations, you know, the temperature and humidity and who knows what and so he pulled all this data together and then created a model that allowed him to predict actually the how likely um, a forest fire will be he could do that in within half a year which i think is a, a pretty amazing achievement which really illustrates how powerful these tools are i mean you can could apply them to anything it's not just about business i mean it could also be for could be used for science just as well. Exactly. Um, yeah, I know um, we have customers that are using it um, to explore the universe. Um, we have scientific customers that um, are using it alongside with um, with uh, powerful telescopes to, you know, predict um, where they might find various anomalies in the universe. So it's pretty pretty amazing what can be done. Yeah, that's actually the challenge. You can do so much with it, you don't even know where to start talking about <laughs> it, right? 
and, you know, I think I'd close on, you know, what, what I've seen happen over the past, you know, decade or decade plus is there's this very tempting idea that I think has existed for, for at least 10 years, if not more, that if I, if I could just get all my data in one place, then magic stuff would happen, right? So, so it started with, you know, EDWs, but you know, when, when we started moving, like Hadoop became the next big thing. And now, in some ways, I'd I'd argue that data lakes and object stores are filling a similar place. This idea of if I have a, a low cost way of storing big data, that the next step is, you know, magic. And, and that's uh -huh. not the case. And it doesn't mean that there's not a place for these technologies. There's absolutely a place for these technologies. But I would just caution people against the belief that, you know, as long as I could just rip all of the data out from as many different sources as possible, if I can store it cheaply, where, wherever and however that looks, that now that the data is all in one place, I can get value out of it. That has been uh, a, a cycle that I've seen multiple times in my career. Right. And I think that the approach of, you know, data fabrics is yes, there's absolutely a time and a place for, you know, massive low cost object stores where you can rapidly ingest big data, but the data itself is not super structured. And there's also a place for highly governed, highly structured um, data where it's very well known and it's business critical and it has all sorts of regulatory requirements. And I think SAP data falls very squarely within, you know, that place. And then there's a place for, hey, we just have streams of data. We just have IoT devices just sending constant information all the time. The, the approach that we find where the value is, is how do you knit these things together around a specific business case that allows you to deliver more value to your customers, whether that's with more efficient supply chains, whether that's cost reduction, whether that's meeting their needs. But, you know, hopefully people can take the approach of saying, what what is what is it that we want to accomplish as a business? And what is the most effective way of combining all of these different data pieces together to accomplish that? Um, and I, I hope that you would, you know, as a, as a listener would consider speaking to SAP about how we could be part of that, whether it's through the technologies I represent or, or through others. Um, but I would say what I've continuously seen in my career is this kind of belief of if if I build it, the value will come. Um, and there's always popular trends around trying to centralize data, but I think data fabric, why I get excited about it is the first time I've seen the acknowledgement that consolidation will always happen and be good, but it will almost never happen fast enough or complete enough to be totally effective. So you need to have this kind of more virtual layer stitching everything together. Exactly. And that's a great way to wrap this up. I think that, um, you know, the idea that we have this now approach, this data fabric approach, is the closest that we've come, I think, <laughs> to, um, to a uh, practical answer um, to, to getting the most out of the, the data. So um, I hope that you listeners um, got a lot out of this uh, conversation today. We covered a lot. But uh, in a lot of ways, it's just the tip of the iceberg. So <laughs> I encourage you to go to the SAP data management webpage and learn more. Um, and we've got links on there uh, around the product, around what our uh, more about what our analysts are saying, and um, lots of information about what our customers are doing. So 
Uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Axel. And thank you to all the listeners. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Check out the show notes for additional links to information. And please subscribe or follow to join us on the next episode of Let's Talk Data presented by SAP.